Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There is a new nuclear weapon that has been dropped in Nashville, Tennessee, and Oppenheimer isn't the creator of this one. We're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into Will Levis soaring through the depth chart with each throw he makes. And we're going to talk about all things Titans on this week's episode of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast Talking Titans. I'm joined, as always, by my two co hosts, Jarrett and Vin. Fellas, how are we doing on this wonderful Wednesday night? Was that um, Oppenheimer line off the cuff, or did you have that plan? That was good. Nah, dude, that was that was total freestyle. You know how I do wow. it. You know how wow. I, I, I didn't get to where I got right now from wow. games. You know what I mean? Fair enough. The improv skills are just second to none. Absolutely. <laughs> improv. Absolutely. Second to me, and then nobody after that. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, I decided to throw this little. Wait, wait a sec. What oh. is this? What is this? Oh. This is a Ryan Tannehill jersey on Sal. Yeah. For those of you not watching on YouTube, not the Tannehill Meister himself, Jarrett Foote. But it's okay because I'm back on the bandwagon. I'm taking no prisoners. I'm ready to roll. Jarrett, I know Sam, you're happy. Sammy, cl- clip this, Sammy, please. Because <laughs> this is this is straight gold for the future. <laughs> this is going to be gold. This, this is, is going to be gold. Um, no, but listen, he sold me. He sold me. I'm, I've seen the training camp clips. Doesn't help when you have a top five receiver in the world to throw to. Uh, but I'm sold. I just I'm curious if Vin is trending in that direction too. What do you think? Oh, on Tannehill? Yeah. Hey, listen, I've 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 always been in the middle of you guys, I think. You know, I'm not in love with him. I'm thankful for what he's done for us. You know, but there's no doubt when the moment has, you know, meant the most, he failed to show up in, in big ways. Um, I think he has the ability. Um He's our best bet, that's for sure. That's definitely for sure. Uh, I think there's a little bit of pressure on him this year because he knows, said it before, this year is the difference between him being a, a bridge quarterback maybe on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year or returning to a contending team, potentially ours again for a short extension. So it's a huge year for him. 
Um, I he needs someone who needs talent around him, and we provided that for him. So there's no excuses. Hopefully the line um, is up to snub and better than it was last year. I know we'll talk about that, but yeah, Tannehill, I'm I'm in on him. I'll defend him. You know, I'm not gonna you know die on that hill like the the kids like to say nowadays. But I'll defend the guy. I'm sick of the the people. I, I had a conversation on Twitter, and you just brought it up too. Um, you know, Tannehill, he needs weapons to surround them. I, I hate that conversation because every single quarterback needs weapons to survive in this league. I mean, if Patrick he- Mahomes just won without Tyree Kill and a, a seventh round running back. I know they have Travis Kelsey, but there are certain quarterbacks who could put the game on their shoulders with okay, but who had, talent around he had, them. he had the worst line in NFL history last year, and he had Very no bad. one at wide and no one had wide receivers and rookie yeah. and a rookie tight end. Come on, man. Any you put anybody on that roster, you're gonna win one more game. You're gonna get in the playoffs and get knocked out. That's it. I don't care how good good your quarterback is. But like I said, Ryan Tennell going forward, he looks really good in camp so far. He's staying after with, uh, with uh, wide receivers to you know to get applicable with the offense, especially with D Hop. So everything looks good. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna flip it on you. What really looks good, and you can clip this too, Sammy, is Will Levis right now. Monday, he was three for three in the red zone, and he was really good on Tuesday with an unscripted uh, an unscripted practice for him. So, man, he, he's flying up the depth chart like Sal said. So, listen, I'm on board. He's a quarterback, but my faith is still Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I, I had I can't, to, believe, I can't believe I just said that. After I had that. to, folks. If if you weren't watching on YouTube, I had to put my earpiece down, take my Ryan Tannehill jersey off, and do a double take because I just thought I heard, which I think I can confirm. Um, Jarrett say something positive about Will Levis with a yep. smile on his face. So um, this is a very special episode, regardless, because that starts off a fire, absolute fire. I had to take off the Tannehill jersey at that point because once Will Levis gets brought up in a positive light, you know how I get, I get all bubbly. So, um, listen, it, it, it's a good problem to have. We've said this Absolutely. a million times. You got three guys that are all desperate, desperate to bring, um, you know, positivity and, 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 you know, a, a plausible offense. They all, all three of them want a job. All three of them want to succeed in the NFL. And we've seen two guys already that appear to be taking steps. Malik Willis from last year and then Will Levis from the start of camp until now. So um, it's just a great – there's no, nothing bad that can come of this. Um, we want it to be a tight competition. We want to see both of them ball out next Saturday. Um, and, you know, we'll make the best man win. You know, I'm not going to be biased – I mean, I've loved both of them very, very much. I still do. If Malik beats out Will in the backup role, I'm fine with it because Will Levis ain't going anywhere. If it's the other way around, of course I'm fine with it. Um, but it, like I said, I mean, it's a good problem to have. What do you guys think? Who do you think is going to finish this out and, and get that backup role? Ben? I think they're going to showcase, obviously, both of them. But I think, obviously, they moved up for Will Levis. They're big on him and what he can do in the future for this team. I think they're going to showcase Malik Willis as best as they can and probably try to move on from him. Um, hopefully snatch a sixth, seventh-round pick. Anything you can get for him, I, I would take. Uh, he's nothing against him. He's shown improvement, but this front office has Ryan Tannehill as their starter, and then they moved up to draft Malik Willis. So, I mean, I'm sorry, Will Levis. So I don't think Malik Willis is in this plan's future. I don't see us carrying three quarterbacks, although it, it can hurt you know, to, to have three of them. If you don't get anything for Malik Willis that tickles your fancy and you want to keep him, 
We'll keep three quarterbacks. I think this year you could dress three and one doesn't count against a roster spot. So, you know, we could have used a good third quarterback last year. You know, we I thought we had one in, in Josh Dobbs. But, um, you know, if you get a quarterback who was, you know, capable in the backup position, you know, ask the Eagles how important a good backup quarterback is. Um, so I think Will Levis will be the guy. I do think that we got to be cautious about what we're seeing in training camp because every year in every camp there's a sweetheart that everybody loves. He looks great with no pads on or seven-on-seven or a red zone drill. I mean, last year we thought Kyle Phillips was the second coming of Julian Edelman. And who knows, he still might be. But take everything that you see in the offseason with a grain of salt, in my opinion. Am I happy he looks good? Absolutely. Um, hopefully he doesn't have to get on the field this year. Hopefully Tannehill does his thing. But to answer your question after I went on that rant, I'm going to go – obviously Tannehill will be our starter and Levis will be our backup, and I see us moving on from Malik Willis for a late-round pick, um, especially because next year we don't have really any draft capital at all. So, See, I don't see that happening at all. I think they carry three. I think Willis will be the third guy. Um, and Will Levis will be the second guy as a backup. Um, they're going to dress him. And it's not going to, you know, count against the number on game day. So uh, that's that's a good problem to have, especially coming into next year because Ryan Tannehill will be out. Because I don't see, I don't, I definitely don't see whether he wins the Super Bowl, does not go to the AFC Championship game. I think he's done in Tennessee after this year. If he wins the Super Bowl, I think he's yeah, coming no, back. No, no. Yeah, no way. <laughs> They're not getting. Uh, you give him like a one-year, twenty-five million dollar deal. You invest, you're invested so much in these young quarterbacks. If he wins the Super Bowl, Sal will get one and seven tattooed on his ass cheeks. He said. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's 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 that sounds problem, but I'm, I'm still not going to do that though. But um, I still think they're going to carry the the, uh, the three of them. Um, it's a good problem to have, like I was like I just said. But I, what they have to do in the preseason right now is to get in the game, sustain drives. I know they really don't put game plans in. The defense don't game plan, so it's going to be a generic defense. So they got to be able to not go three and out and actually read defenses, like Vinny said. Anybody can do a seven on seven drill, eleven on eleven in in, in, in practice. You no know, and, and a, yeah, no pads and in the red zone. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm not really worried about that. Mo- moving forward after this week, we'll see what happens with them. But it's been a great week of, of camp so far, right? Mm-hmm. Who have some been the bright spots for you guys for the camps? Like who's your who's your like bright spots? Well, I mean, real quick. After, after I, a week. After a week. I mean, we just talked about Levis, so I won't elaborate more on that because actually I will shortly. Uh, seven on seven, Will Levis at camp. This was 31st, so two days ago. Complete to Justin Rigg. I don't even know who the fuck that is. For the touchdown, complete to Harrison. Don't know who that is. For the touchdown, complete to 
Roberson in tight window for the touchdown, complete on short out to Adukoya. Don't know who that is, but regardless, I see three touchdowns, so that's great. And another guy that seems to be elevating his game at training camp 110% would be Traylon Burks. Um, I mean, I've seen plenty of video of him looking explosive. I mean, he just looks enormous. He looks bigger than A.J. Brown. I'm sorry to bring him up, but he really just does when you look at him. I'm not being biased. Um, he just does. So he's another guy that you could see him in interviews saying how DeAndre's bringing out the best of them. And, uh, you know, when a guy of that stature is around, you really need to elevate your game. And it looks like he's doing that. So sky's the limit for him. Uh, but Levis, Burks, two guys that need to really, you know, improve this year no matter what their role is. Uh, and it looks like they're doing that so far. So that'd be, those would be my two guys. I'm going to go with um... – Arden Key, huge signing, I believe, in the offseason. He was our replacement for Bud Dupree, who was, I wouldn't say, a wasted free agent signing a couple of years ago because when he played, he did produce. He just had a lot of trouble staying on the field. Arden Key came on very, very strong at the end of last year with the Jags, beat us up twice um, at the end of the year. And I'm very, very excited about having him on this team. Bold prediction, he is a dark horse to lead the league in sacks this year. He's going to have double-digit sacks. That defensive line is going to be disgusting. And I love that nobody's talking about it because I think once week five or six rolls around, you know, teams are going to start to realize that this defense and this defensive line in particular is going to be a problem. He's going to be opposite of Howard Landry coming back. We have Autry in the middle. We have Simmons in the middle. We have Weaver rotating in. It's just a stacked defensive line. And I think Arden Key is going to be the beneficiary of a lot of it. He's been doing great things in camp. We can also bring up, too, I know we will later, is our defensive line that good or is our offensive line still going to struggle to make strides this year? Because from what I've heard, they've struggled. So not taking anything away from Arden Key, I think he's going to be great for us this year. But it makes me a little worried considering that it seems like the defensive line, as good as they have been, have gotten the better of an offensive line that, has not played together at all yet. So, but iron sharpens iron. That's all I got to say. I hear it. I hear it. Can't get any worse than last year. Um, Listen, but- if if Arden Key leads the league in sacks, then this is without a shadow of a doubt the best defense in the NFL. So, oh, if yeah. that happens from your I mouth, to yours, I think it's a dark horse. You can probably get some crazy odds on it. I'm sure fifty to one, maybe for for fifty dollars, if you could win twenty five hundred, three grand. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. If not, lead the league. If he stays healthy, he will double-digit sacks easily, in my opinion. Man, it, if he beats his tackle more than any defensive end in the NFL, and you got Harold Landry on the other side, and you got Jeffrey Simmons and Nico Autry in the middle, um, I think the three of us could be out there in the backfield, and we're going to be okay. So, man, I hope that happens. All, all signs point to him being a very impactful player, so that's the good news, regardless of what his stat sheet looks like. He looks like a real high-speed, high-energy guy, and uh, that's what we want. That's what we need on the outside with Landry. So um, all we can do is hope. By the way, the defense coordinator and the defensive line coach had said he's worked great off the injury, doesn't really seem like he's slowed down or, you know, has lost a step, so that's great to hear. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to jinx anything, but he's looked good so far too. So I'm I'm more excited than most, I think, to see what this defensive line is going to do this year because I'm putting – my uh, reputation out there on them. If they don't show up, then I'm going to look like an asshole, but full faith in them for sure this year. 
Yeah, you guys uh, hit almost all of them on the, the on the head. I mean, just to name a few, Harold Landry does actually look huge, in my opinion. You see his biceps and, and everything. He looks fast. You heard Shane Bowen, but no one's really said anything about this guy, and I'm very surprised. Chris Moore, the wide receiver. Mike yeah. Vrabel. Mike Vrabel saying that he wished he had him on the team a couple years ago. He he looks really good. He catches everything. He's reliable. He's on the field. Kick from Houston, right? Yeah, yeah, he looks like the number three that we always needed. He was our touchdown leader two weeks ago. Yeah, and he he had a quiet year. I think he had 600, 700 yards last year, too, in Houston. You know, so you, you plug him along those two. Then you got Kyle Phillips. That's four guys. Who, who's the other two going to be? Is NWI finally going to be off the team? We don't know, but Chris Moore is shooting up draft boards. I mean, not draft boards, uh, depth charts, in my Fantasy opinion, draft after, boards. after week one. Fantasy draft boards, he's flying yeah. up. Uh, I mean, that'd be great. He, he looks pretty explosive on the tape I've seen of him. I'll say that. It just needs to be a three. Um, and, you know, seeing him wearing a visor, number 11, wasn't too shabby either, to be honest, just for my soul. Um, and let's hope he could be a shell of that. But, um, yeah, listen, I we've said it a bazillion times. You add DeAndre Hopkins to this receiver room, and it looks so much different because everyone's role gets – pegged down a notch, and now everyone's overqualified for their job. Okay, Chandler Burks is overqualified to be a number two receiver now. You know, uh, Chiga Conquo is overqualified to be tight end one with their weapons he has around him. You know, it just it, it, it makes everything click better, and um, the proof will be in the pudding. And, I, we, and then we, we watch yeah. a little training camp videos of DeAndre Hopkins, see how it feels. Good. Again, I, I gotta, so you, you got any clips? Show some pivots. Oh, here, this ain't a pivot. Oh, this scares Sal, the living Sal, shit Sal, out of me. Sal don't want any of that. No, I don't. There's no need for that. We know he can do that, but whatever. It's practice. I get it. Everything we, is crisp with him, man. He's, crisp, a, he's, a, he's a pro ex-Hall of Famer. I mean, and yep. you got the guy right behind him, too. This guy looks like Calvin Johnson, maybe like four inches shorter, but about the same build. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but – um. Traylon Burks is just enormous. He really is. He, he looks like he should be a defensive end, honestly. Him and Arden Key kind of look like the same person if they're sitting next to each other. You and know what I like to do? When, when not to cut you off. I'm yeah, sorry. go ahead. Finish. No, I was going to say, obviously, how how good Hopkins has looked, but uh, what he posted the other day on the social media with him catching a pass over Fulton and then Fulton breaking up a pass saying iron sharpens iron. Seems like he's made a um, an impact on this team, not only on the offensive side, but absolutely want to get the whole team around him better. Yep. And if that, and getting the best out of our best pound for pound cornerback, you'll love to see things like that. So uh, I'm beyond excited. He's looked quick. He's looked sharp. He looks ready to go. And <sighs> yeah, another thing I need to add too, and and this probably wouldn't matter to most, but it really matters to me. And it's something that I've brought up with previous superstars that have come here of the likes of Bud Dupree, Julio Jones. Um, there's probably a couple other I'm missing, but DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins is like sharing a lot of the stuff on his social media. Okay. Like he's posting things in the building. That's what you want to see. You want to see the guy have some sort of excitement to be on this team. Bud Dupree, you would have never have known if you followed Bud Dupree on Instagram or Twitter that he was even on the Titans. You would have never known Julio Jones was on the Titans if you followed him on Instagram or Twitter. They barely spoke about the team. They barely you know, showed any love with any kind of social media posts and whatnot. And to see DeAndre Hopkins do all those things so early on uh, at least makes me believe, and I'm sure most people listening, 
that he's bought in and we need him bought in so bad because with it, whatever you, however you want to slice and dice it, he is the offense right now. It's going to, it needs to go around him. Um, and Derrick Henry should be reaping the benefits of it because Derrick Henry doesn't need to make DeAndre Hopkins any better, but DeAndre Hopkins can certainly make Derrick Henry a lot better with what he's capable of doing and how he's capable of taking people off out of the box. So, I'm psyched. I know you guys are psyched. Jared, I know we got a new segment coming up you want to bring up, so let's uh, move into that. All right, so I was sitting on the couch just thinking, guys, it's it's the 21st century. The Titans have been, been around for a little bit now. I asked you guys earlier, name your five best Titans in the 21st century, which is their existence, basically. Mm-hmm. So whoever, whoever wants to go first, name, name your top five and a couple reasons why. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with five then. Um, so and this five, is in, you're going in order. Or you're just going just blabbling. Well, I, so I thought about it a little order. bit. I thought about it a little bit for the show. I have a general general idea where I'm gonna go with this, but it's so tough that I thought maybe that I'd switch it around at the last minute. But I'm gonna start five with um, the freak, Javon Curse. He would be number five for me. He can't be off the list. First tight, first or second Titan jersey I ever had. It was either him or Derek Mason, who will also be on the list. Um, so yeah, number five would be Javon Curse. Um, man, 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 this is really tough. Why don't you give us five, Vin? We'll go back and forth, and then Jared could do his whole five on his own. I like that. Well, actually, I was going to say Javon Curse at five. You have to put him in there. Um, I'll give him number five, especially because I love the fact he came back here after he left Philly to retire here. Yep. You know, best defensive lineman we've had in the history of this franchise. Hainsworth was good, but that was short-lived. Simmons has the potential. But for the time being, Javon Curse, that's how I try to go by it. You know, almost best of each position, you know, that we've had. And he's definitely the best defensive lineman that we've had. So have his jersey still. Worked that Jets game where I met you, Momos, a couple years ago. So, got to put the freak of five. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. All right, four then. Um, I'm going to try to – I mean, the bottom has to be older because I'm just I'm not the kind of fan I am today when I was back then. Um, so, I'll have to go Mason four because um, he was honestly probably the first guy that really – you know, made me wide-eyed watching Titan football. So he's got to be in there. Um, four will be Derek Mason for me. Four will be um, Steve McNair for me. Still the best quarterback we've had in the history of this franchise, a pioneer in this franchise. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's any argument with there. No, absolutely not. Now, now it gets dicey um, because – Henry's got to be on this list even now. And there's a potentially – I could have Simmons on this list already, to be honest. I don't think anybody would have an issue with it. I know it's he's still four in the prime years, of his career. Four years. Uh, but if we're going to go that way, if we're going to try to keep it more old, Henry's going to be in the top five. There's no way around it. It's just a matter of if, if he's three, two, or one. But uh, I'll, go, I'll go McNair three for me. Um, you know, quarterback with the most lineage to me as a fan. Obviously, he's had the longest tenure as a Titan quarterback. Um, so yeah, three's there. Air McNair, definitely. I'm gonna. You guys are gonna like this one. 
Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock himself, mm. another pioneer in this franchise, was here from the start. Um, always showed up in big games, thus the Mr. Monday Night. You know, didn't finish his career here, but I think he had a year or so on the Giants and then retired. You know, the, the best years of his career were with us. One of my favorite players growing up. Um, you can always close your eyes and see just 53 in the middle of the field. So definitely on my top five and the best linebacker we've had, I think by far, not even close. And mm-hmm. he's um, my number three. Yeah. Um, two for me. Uh, two for me. And we're talking favorite, not necessarily the greatest. Oh, your 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 pick, your top. Yeah, five. these are but these are my favorite, not not my not my greatest. Because if it was my greatest, then I probably would have. It wouldn't be these five, but my favorite number two will be as of now, Derrick Henry. As of now, he's done enough. He's the only guy of this era of Titans football that can be anyone's all-time top five today. And I think nobody can argue that. He's arguably the best running back of our generation. Still has probably some time, prime time left. Um, he's number two for me. Yep, absolutely. So I, I think I'm going more by where I just trying to be unbiased and going, you know, because my favorites, you know, technically Eddie George is my favorite, but we've had so many good running backs. I think unfortunately I'm going to have to leave him off this list. If we're talking about all-time greats, and I want to try to be fair almost to every position group. I know it's only tough when you only have five, but someone who didn't start his career with us but ended his career with us, Hall of Fame center Kevin Mawai, I think was, um, you know, underappreciated here, was part of, um, you know, a transition phase here where we were at some bad teams but was also on the team where Kerry Collins, you know, we were 13-3, and made a run at it, you know, lost to the Ravens. But all-time greats, I mean, the guy's in the Hall of Fame, so you got to give it to uh, Kevin Mawai was – at that time, one of our bigger free agent signings um, in the history of this team, because it had only been you know, 10 or so years that we had moved to Nashville, was a big signing. Played for us for, I want to say, a, a decent amount of time. I mean, maybe Sammy. Could five, play. six years. I was going to say, Sammy could probably look that up for us. Had to be at least five, six, maybe seven years. But got to give the man his flowers. He's got a gold jacket, and he was on yeah. our team for a while and played at a high level. So, you know. I'll show Kevin Mawai some love. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wish he looked – I mean, he really – That's goes, your two? That was your two, Vin? Yeah, greatest really of all time. I mean, he's the only Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. he means so heavy to the Jets, though. It's unfortunate. But, yeah, yeah he was a Titan for a pretty nice chunk of his career. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm at one now, which obviously I am. And this guy is hands down still my favorite as of now. Because I owe him a lot as far as the fan that I am today. Um, I was going to get to this point anyway, but it might have taken a little bit longer if it wasn't for Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, um, he was he was the first guy until Derrick Henry that wowed me when I watched him. Like, just wow. Like, just makes you go, wow. Um, and... Uh, my fandom went from zero to a hundred in about five minutes. Uh, once he started accelerating down that field. So, um, he's got to be still as of now, my all time favorite and very, very likely he'll be off the top spot within the next decade. But as of now, CJ two K is still number one. 
Yeah, it's just so hard when you have George, who is part of the reason why all three of us are Titans fans. You know, he's my favorite Titan, you know, I think forever. I don't think that'll ever change, even though Henry's going to make it, you know, tough for uh, Eddie to be my, uh, you know, to not be my favorite when when the King's career is all said and done. And and CJ um, was special. He was spectacular. Although sometimes I get frustrated with CJ. I thought he was more about CJ and breaking records than he was the success of the Titans. And I got to go with Henry as my number one. I think outside of LaDainian Tomlinson and Adrian Peterson, you know, since the year 2000, uh, Derrick Henry, when he's all said and done, will be, you know, in that conversation as a top three to five back of the last, you know, 20, 30 years. You know, AP, LT, Edron James was, was special. Curtis Martin was special. But I think Henry's cut from a different cloth. He's a different breed. I think he's going to hold up much longer than people think. And, you know, if you look at, you know, just his career right now, you can argue if he, you know, reti- uh, retired now, he could be a Hall of Famer. And just certain memories I have with Eddie George as a young Titans fan when we were so exciting and and young as, as, a, as a franchise is kind of how I feel about Henry now 20 years later, you know was part of the rebuild, really fun years. Whereas like CJ had a few good years, but we were competitive, but we're also pretty bad with him for a little bit too. Where I feel more excitement and reminiscent of the Eddie George days when I watch Derrick Henry. So he'll be my number one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just real quick, Jared, honorable mention would be Taylor Lewan. Honorable mention. That's what I was going to ask you guys. If you had a, one honorable mention, who would it be? Because I grew up with him. That's why. Like, I literally, him and Bayard are the only two guys that, like, I genuinely grew up with. Like, they came in a league when I was just barely able to drink. And I'm going to be 30 in four weeks, and they're still on the team. So, like, they have to be in the mix. And, yeah, Lawan would be my honorable mention. KB will be my honorable mention. I think he's... You know, will be the best safety. No, no disrespect to you know Blaine Bishop. I know he was special for a while, but uh, when it's all said and done, Byron will be the best safety in the history of this franchise. I just can't put him put him on that list just yet. Brother Michael Griffin. <laughs> we're we're all we're all very similar in this in this in this category right here. But the honorable mention is a little different for all three of us. So I'm going to save my honorable mention for last. And it may shock a little, little bit of people, but to start off at five, I'm going to go with Mr. Monday night himself, Keith Bullock, because he showed up when the lights were always on. And uh, he was part of definitely, you know, some good teams and some rebuild teams. I was listening to him on the, uh, on the Titans podcast with Amy and uh, Mike Keith. And uh, when he got elected into the Tennessee hall of fame and he just reminisced about his time in, in Nashville and he loves it. And, you know, he's got all coffee shop owner now. So, I mean, I loved everything about Keith Bullock growing up. Um, four would have to be Javon Curse. The guy was an absolute machine on the field. Um, he was obviously one of the reasons why I became a Titans fan, along with Eddie George and Wycheck and, and Mason and Steve McNair and everybody. He was, he was, a, he, I think he broke the rookie record uh, that year, 14 and a half sacks, you know, coming in, you know, I mean, absolutely insane. Um, number three would be Aaron McNair has to be on the list. Um, greatest quarterback still to this day. I mean, it doesn't say really much, but the guy was a warrior. I loved everything about him. Um, number two, and it was a hard number two because you could flip-flop any of these like you guys did it. Um, CJ2K, he's a home run hitter, man. Mm-hmm. He he was the reason why we were all fans, like Sal said. Um, it's just like every – I felt like every time he touched the ball, whether he caught it for a screen, even on Madden. I, Madden was the screen. 
to uh, CJ2K, he was gone, man. He was he was a burner. I, I didn't really think anything of him when he came out at Eastern Carolina when we drafted him in the first round. I said, who the hell is this guy? Turns around. out to be – yeah, right, it turns – First round pick. Now you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, first yep. round pick at East Eastern Carolina or East Carolina, yeah, whatever. Carolina, yep. I said, "Who the hell is this?" And, and boy, did they uh, prove me wrong. Um, and number one has to be uh, the guys behind me, and it, it, it's Derrick Henry. It's generational talent. I, I say it all the time to you guys. And um, he, he has to retire a Titan. He's a generational talent. He is Eric Dickerson of this generation. He's the only running back in the NFL. Uh, and in the history to have 2000 yards in, in the NFL college and high school. I mean, that means nothing, but the guy's a specimen um, and, and he's another home run hitter. He, he may not have the speed, but he, he's a power back man, but the honorable mention that may shock some people. I think I know. I think I'm on it too. Can we both guess? I'm a, you guys guess first. I'm going to say Rob Baronis. I'm going to okay. say Mariota. No, you're both wrong. Mm. It's, it's going to be AJ Brown. Nah. AJ, AJ Brown for me, I'm telling you right now, you guys can shake your head all you not. We have not had a wide receiver of AJ AJ Brown's talent since Derek Mason, and it took that much longer. So it hurt that much longer. He could have went down as easily the best wide receiver in this franchise, and we just threw him away. Let's so from that point on, I was really pissed off that he wanted out. He wanted his money. I get it. So it was John Robinson's fault too. You know, the marriage wasn't there, but. When he was on the field playing with us, he was one of the best in the league, in my opinion. He is. Yeah. Shades of Terrell Owens. Yeah, I mean, it's – Shades uh, of Terrell Owens, in, in my opinion, the way he plays. He could take a bubble screen, 80 yards. He makes contended catches. He uses his body to his advantage. You know, freaking nature. Love, loved him when he was here, but unfortunately he's in my uh, in my backyard now. You know, he probably lives like 15 minutes from me, so – it's a little harder for me down here, but I had a fucking shrine of the guy. I mean, really, he was my hey, well, let's favorite see. Let's see. athlete. Forget Titan. He's my favorite athlete. Let's see if Burks can can uh yeah. you know, make us yeah. forget about him. Well, hopefully. I am surprised nobody threw Frank Wycheck in there. You know, some good years with him. He yeah, uh he wasn't that before our time. Yeah, not not, not even before yeah, our time. He, he wasn't he, that like through the backwards lateral. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that worthy, worthy uh, game changer. I mean, all those guys were game changers. I mean, you could have Hainsworth on that list, like you guys said. Yeah. It's almost um, more fair to like pull like a top ten because you almost feel bad leaving. You know, someone like Byard off the list has been here seven, eight years. I mean, I, I wanted Byard. I wanted Eddie George on there. Eddie George. You know, I obviously. You know, CJ2K was a special, special talent. You know, still holds the record for, you know, most all-purpose yards for a position player, I believe, right? It was like 2,400, something like that. Something like that, yeah. 2,500. So, you know, there's just too many of them. But, yeah. you know, right now I think those were – we were all pretty – Ben fair. Jones. You can make an argument to throw Ben Jones on there. What if it's seven years as a center? Yeah. Never missed a start? I mean, Christ. Yeah. And yeah, Kevin Y was only here for four years. Sammy looked it up for it. Yeah, four he's years. Nine, he's, a, he's unfortunately oh, oh, yeah, a Hall of Famer, though. And we're talking best Titans of all time, you know. Spent some really good years here. Um, but I understand how, you know, it could be left off this list. Maybe not a household name, but. Another honorable mention, Nate Washington. Yeah. Absolutely honorable mention. Yeah. Um, Man, he was he was great. He was fun. Fun guy. So he never had anybody good throwing at him, but he was a fun nope. guy to, to watch. Wasn't on any good teams either. No, no, not any. I think he won a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. He did. He yeah. Did. yeah. But he was like he was like a Ford string when on that team. Yeah. 
Um, Drew Bennett. Drew Bennett, of course. You of saw course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. He gave us all, all white kids hope back in the late <laughs> yeah. 90s, all you white young Titan fans. That maybe we can make the team someday. <laughs> what about uh what about uh Justin Gage with Kerry Collins in that whole eight season? Gage, Chris Hope. Chris Hope is pretty good. Good signing. I know I always have some, you know, some love for Pac-Man Jones. He was exciting, man. Yeah. Oh man. Back against the Giants when they let go of Vince Young, you know, instead of sacking him. Uh, I think he had two interceptions, I think, at the end of that game. Yeah. I was yeah. the first Eagles game I was at, um, first Titans game, I should say, is when they played the Eagles. And he returned the punt for a touchdown, and I was in the back of the end zone, and he jumped on the pylon and slid down it. And I'll yep. never forget it. Yep. You know? So, uh, yeah, Pac-Man, Pac-Man would be up there. Justin you know. McCarrens. Justin he was McCarron. he was a dude. He was a dude. Wasn't great, obviously, but we had a plethora of average receivers. You know, we can just name them Kenny Britt. Um, you know, like I said, Nate Washington was above average. Um, here's a name. Here's a name I'm gonna throw out of you. Tyrone Calico. Remember that I name? Is that name of course. Drop I'm going. I mean, then you could go Algie Crumpler, who had a really good tight career at minus that playoff game. He was a great tight end for us. Until huh? he- Rashad Matthews until he went AWOL. Yeah, yeah, Rashad Matthews. He was the guy that always did the surfboard. Um, yeah, those were the days, man. That was like 16, 17. Um, yeah, you could just, just so many, so many name drops that nobody besides Titan fans know their name. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. There's just tons of names. And I love name drops. We'll do that. Should be an episode too. We're gonna have a competition. We're gonna go one by one. We're gonna name drop old Titan players and whoever is the last one standing will be the, the I champion. got another one for you only here for a few years, but pro bowl was rookie year. Mark Mariani, Mark Mariani. Yeah. yeah. Snapped his leg in half in that preseason game. And I think yeah, that dude. for him, <laughs> you know? uh, Titan kick return hall of fame, Mark Mariani. Definitely. Speaking yeah. of kickers, we got a camp. Uh, I got an update on kickers. Cause no, everyone, uh-huh. you know, kickers are people too. They right, are. For, for all you listeners out there. Yeah. People we never had kickers. Yeah, we we have nothing, but we have uh, rookies and young guys. Trey Wolf is Ooh. in in Wolf camp, pack, right? Wolf in pack. camp, yeah, he's a little spicy. He is now twenty six of twenty eight in camp. He connected uh, at practice seven of eight, and he's only misses from forty six. Now Caleb, I guess this is how you pronounce his name, Shudak. He did not kick in team period uh, yesterday. But in camp, he is 18 of 20. So Tyler Trey Wolf is 92%, and Shudok is 90% in okay, camp so well, far. Here's what I got to say to that. At That's camp, per John Glennon, by I'm, the way. I'm 88% in camp. Okay. In camp, I'm 88%. Are you still signing Rob Robbie Gold? Okay. All right. <laughs> tell me, tell me what he's doing when he's got 70,000 people screaming at him. Okay. Tell me what he's doing week one, game on the line against the Giants. You got to kick a uh, fucking 41 yarder to fucking win. You've been playing the NFL for fucking 12 fucking years. I want to know what the stats are for that. I'm sorry I went into a little bit of anger mode there, but I think Trey just, Wolf is going to win the job. He's the rookie from Texas Tech, right? I, th- I think Robbie Gold's going to sign a one year contract at the end of training camp. I mean, he could. I think they're going to give this kid a, a is chance. Is he there right now? Robbie Gold? No. No. It's just those two guys battling out. I but think they, that's. That's yeah. what happened last year and a year prior to that. They had young guys, and one guy got hurt, and they signed somebody. Did Mason Crosby get released? He didn't no. get released, did he? No. 
I don't think Bobby, so. Bobby Gold's still sitting out there, man. Man, he's a San Fran guy, so you know you would think the relationship with Carthon. I wouldn't be mad at that, but if they go with either one of these kids, I think it's going to be um, Trey Wolf from uh, Texas Tech. Sounds more like a smoother name. You feel more confident with Trey Wolf coming in to kick the game winner than Caleb Dudock. Yeah. Just sounds like a bum to me. You know Spoiler I mean? alert: We're about to trade Ryan Tannehill for Harrison Butker. Yeah, that's okay. going to happen. I would uh, do it for Justin Tucker, not Harrison Bucker, though. Yeah, Justin Tucker. Yeah, Tannehill for Justin Tucker. He's going to be Lamar's fair backup. Deal. Fair deal. Okay, that's a fair deal. I'll take that deal any day. Receiver, play receiver, Tannehill. No, he can't. Look up his receiver. Uh, he probably runs a fucking five eight right now, four yard speed, dash. Dog. He's got game speed. Yeah, he's stop, got game speed. Stop throwing salt on Jared's boyfriend. He got a lot of games. He doesn't even have his jersey. They're not even. In, they're not even talking. I told you. I told you. I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't do quarterbacks like that. Only Amber fucking plaque with his signature on it and two portraits oh. on each side of it. I got. I got Eddie and I got. I got Derek. That's it right now. All right. He well, wants to be a Super Bowl. Then, then we'll talk. Oh my god! If he wins a Super Bowl, I'm taking out. I'm taking it out of the box, and I'm gonna do put candles around it. Make a shrine, a live stream, seance, whatever. We'll, we'll discuss that. Let's get to the dance first. But we're going to wrap up tonight, guys. As always, just time flies when you're having fun. Uh, make sure, as always, to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, podcast platforms, uh, you know, Twitter and whatnot. Um, so continue to share the show. Let us know what we can do to improve it. Comment on what you like. And uh, we're going to keep doing our best to bring the best content that we can. Um, as always, we have stuff in the works that we're really excited about and uh, hope comes to fruition in the future. And obviously we'll keep you guys posted as the days go by on what we're able to do. So, um, as always, hope everyone has a great night, great day, great week and tighten up. Sammy, you can send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, talking Titans on YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.